Power 98.7 Podcast. You're listening to Apelele Somi on Power 98.7. Now, we're talking. Now we're talking, we're talking bonds, we're talking mortgages, we're talking all of that on our personal finance Tuesdays. Gerald Mwandiambira joining us uh, in the studio, certified financial planner, and really going through this uh, whole, it's, it's, it's like a very scary thing, I suppose, you know, uh, well, at least for me, but we're going to go through everything in just a moment. And you, of course, are invited to be part of the conversation on 0861987000. Uh, you can tweet at PowerFM987 and tweet at Miss Apilela. I do remember a conversation we were having last week uh, talking about, it was really about cars. It was about cars and, and affordability and all of that. Uh, and and then we spoke about, you know, people's living situations and how you mm. must just be true to your financial situation at all times. So this is a different kind of financial commitment. Not so. It's like a marriage. Definitely, Apelele. Good afternoon to all the Power FM listeners. Mm. Um, last week, we did touch on purchasing a car and how it affects um, your life plan- mm. financial planning. Mm. And I did touch and allude on the fact that if you are thinking of buying a car, you should actually have a house before that. So yeah. before I came in studio, I did a quick calculation to explain what I, what I really meant. Right. So, for example, if you're going to buy a car which is worth 500,000 rand, which is a normal German sedan which people love to buy, mm-hmm. um, it will cost you basically 10,746 rand and 95 cents just in your monthly installment if you have no residual. To buy a property of the same value, it will be a bond of 4,991. Now, you can imagine going to apply for a bond for 4991 and then presenting a commitment of 10746 mm. excluding fuel excluding mm. insurance yeah. how it looks it looks like you will be stretched yeah. so definitely that's why i would say go for a house first because a house remember is an appreciating asset yeah. and a car is a depreciating asset and most people with homes can use them as leverage against getting further debt and you were speaking earlier about how you love your books you can't mm. really have a bookshelf in mkuk well, true. <laughs> There's no space, right? <laughs> There's just no space. And, and you know, you might have rodents have it feasting on your books. Yeah, so yeah. when you're talking bonds, it's really about the numbers. And one of the things I want us to also um, kill this afternoon is the myth that you're, you can't afford to own a home. That's the most important element of the conversation that I want to have. Many people, many you know, peers of mine just think, ah. Uh, a house that costs 800,000, you know, or whatever, I'm, I'm not ready for that kind of commitment financially and otherwise. I think you're right. I think most people probably are doing the same thing we we're talking about last week with the cars. Yeah. They're looking at the outside, the beautiful car. Mm. You need a starter home. So yeah. when you're starting out, your first home is not going to be your mansion where you want to have children and die in, mm. but it's a space you can call your own. Right. And looking at one of the leading banks, they take mortgage applications from a joint income of just 15,000 rand wow. a month okay. Okay. okay and that can pretty much get you a home for 250,000 rand you can buy ekasi you can buy a small place for 250,000 rand and it's just going to cost you 2500 rand as your bond mm. and and to me most people are already paying one bedroom apartments at 5 6000 rand a month yeah. which means they can actually afford properties up to half a million rand but it's really about taking that step and you we have to debunk the myth that it's expensive to own a home mm. it's expensive to maintain a home if you buy a 1 million rand home but a starter home which is just a place for you you can call your own have your bookshelf and really enjoy yourself, you can afford it. 
You know, Gerald, I know it sounds all great, like you're saying it like it's the, it's the easiest thing in the world. But if we're being truthful, if we're being honest, it's not as easy getting home finance versus car finance. Let's, let's just be real about that. I think it's the same. The banks use exactly the same criteria for home finance um, versus car finance. Essentially, mm-hmm. actually, it's easier to get a bond because a bond is an appreciating asset and the bank is happy to give it to you because when you can't pay it, it's worth more when they take it back. Mm-hmm. The issue here is around people's financial planning. Remember, we spoke last week that it's a major financial decision. So you do need to have someone you consult with who will help you in terms of going through the numbers because this is all about numbers. Yeah. Buying a home is about knowing the numbers and how they will impact on you. Mm-hmm. Also, when you're buying a home, there's things you need to consider. For example, um, what services are in the area? You know, most people go and buy a home on a Sunday afternoon and they <laughs> love the place. There's no traffic. And then what happens on Monday? There's traffic. Yeah. So before you even sign that offer to purchase, which is the first document you sign, know about the traffic because sometimes yeah. Yeah. because you bought on a Sunday at three o'clock, it was cool. <laughs> and then Monday you see you, you see traffic, you know, you, jam-packed. Yeah. So you need to look at that. Also, when you buy a home, there are certain expenses which will change your life. For right. example, because you now have a home, because you now have a pantry, because you now have a double-door fridge, mm. your grocery bill is going to go up. So mm. don't assume that I will still eat the same amount I was eating when I was sharing. No, yeah. because now you have your own space. Right. You want to fill it up. You yeah. want to make it look great. Mm. And obviously, home maintenance is a big issue. However, I'm saying get onto the property ladder. Get started. So the first home will not be a high-maintenance home. There's no pool. There's mm. no garden service. It's, it's simply usually just a flat which or an apartment which you use as your starter home by the time you go to your second home you're probably using it as an investment asset and start renting it out for income Mm -hmm. we are talking about home ownership we're talking about bonds mortgages and uh, if you have a particular question in mind feel free to give us a call on 0861-987-000 you can tweet at parfum987 and tweet at Miss Apilele certified financial planner Gerald Mwandiambira joining us in the studio chasing the mortgage and all different types of property investment is what we are talking about. So let's now talk about someone who feels that I might be a little bit stretched to go into the property thing on my own. Maybe I should partner up with a friend that I really trust. Maybe I should partner up with uh, my sister and we can go and buy that house that I absolutely adore and we can share the space together. Is it advisable to do something like that? Indeed, that is one of the ways to get onto the property ladder because by doing that, you can probably get a better place. Yeah. So maybe you don't want that little matchbox type apartment you want a bit more space um you can do that but there are very real risks around joint bonds Mm -hmm. because joint bonds and joint mortgages are assessed on a joint income right so firstly what tends to happen a lot of the time is when people get into these arrangements everything's going fine Mm. so sometimes everything's fine we are happy we're best friends i mean (laughs) i've seen boyfriend and girlfriend buying a house you know then they break up and then the drama really ensues yeah and also same thing with family be careful who you're doing that joint application with because what happens is when one of you pulls out Um, neither of you can afford it because you were assessed on both your incomes added together. So what normally people do when they're going to joint ownership is that they own the property for a while, Mm -hmm. their incomes increase over time, and then they can let go of the other and the other one can take it over. But usually it takes between five, seven years before that can happen. Mm. So it's all about affordability. The other type of alternative to home ownership is 
just rental. I right. think for some people, renting is an option. Mm. For some people, they don't want to own a home mm. because right now there is an oversupply situation of rental properties. So in some instances, you can get a better place for, for much less than you'd actually pay if it was a bond. Um, another home ownership option is simply to move back home. And this is really where... You go back home and you renovate your home. So, okay. so for example, your parents have a pretty big place, mm. um, and you know you they love being with with their grandchildren, etc. Mm. You add another story or renovate the house. That's that's another thing which you can look at as opposed to home ownership because a lot of people are scared of the twenty year term, um, which you sign into when you yeah. take up a mortgage. Move back with my mother. Yo, Angeg. Angeg. Jefferson, calling us from Melrose. How are you doing? I'm well, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Awesome, awesome. Mm. Just a quick one. Um, I've been contemplating on this thing for a while now. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've got my, obviously, my primary residence that I've got problem about, but I think there are other properties that I'm renting out. But uh, I'm in a situation where in my life the females, the boys are growing and uh, I need space and I need to build something huge. Uh, so I'm quite in a situation whether, you know, in this market conditions, should I rather dispose of the other assets that I've got uh, uh, and build or should I rather look for buying a property? So I'm quite in that situation. Should I build or should I buy? Brilliant question. Thank you so much, uh, Jefferson. Before Gerald uh, responds to that, let's take another caller. Mora Moto calling from Ferenigang. Firstly, did I get your your name correctly? Yes, that's basically that. Mora Moto is like the son of man. Oh, beautiful. (laughs) What's your Uh, question today? Uh, My question is like this. Actually, it's a form of frustration that most of the black people are facing. You know, like most of the the, the guests, they come and basically in radio and they tell you that buying a house is something easy. You can always buy a house. But Mm. we black people, we suffer a lot. And such criteria that he's pointing out in the radio, and most of people, they're they're following the same status. Done. Mm. That you, you bank, banks are looking at the same criteria when you buy a, a house and a car, mm. which is not true. And he's lying; it's not true. Mm. When you buy a, a car, it's simple as you can buy a car. Being whether you 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 know, like it's simple, it's easy. Yeah. Whether even you are you are listed, you can go buy a, a, a car. Mm. But when you are not, you you are going to buy a house. When you are listed, you cannot buy. Got you one hundred percent. And then he comes and says, look. It's simple and banks are looking at the same thing. Then it, it, it turns to us as if black people, like mostly black people, are so stupid. That's why they cannot even buy houses. <laughs> Thank you so much for that call. Uh, you will have to answer to that. Nati now is calling us from Norwood. How are you doing? Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm great. Just a quick one. A very great topic. Thank you. Muramut, uh, it's easy to buy a house. Uh, uh, there's a myth that has been spread for black people for the longest time that buying a house is a hard thing. Yeah. You know, uh, buying a house is as easy as opening your Edgar's account. Evandu. Ah, 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 It is that simple. Yeah, you, you know, uh, we, we just, you need to have a commitment. I made that commitment to mm. say, I'm no more willing to pay this much, much rent. Yeah. And that was about seven, eight years ago. And I said, this is a, the, the cap where I can never pay rent this much. Yeah, yeah. And I looked around, and yes, some banks rejected me. 
some of them are, are, are agreed with uh, and gave me the bond, and I was able to get onto uh, onto this thing. But the problem is, we stretch ourselves with the Edgar's account mm. and the Jet account mm. and all of those things, and then by the time the bank is doing an affordability. You don't afford because yeah. of all these other useless accounts that you already got you. opened. Got you. you Thank know? you so much. And uh, if we, we just break from that uh, cycle of Edgar's accounts and all these clothing accounts, mm. we will be in a better position even when we're starting to work uh, to be able to buy property. Got you 100%. And thank you for your call. Nati calling from Norwood. Patricia in Pretoria, how are you doing? Good day. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm fine. I would like some advice. I've got around 420 bonds, and there is a chance that I can get around 600,000. So if I take half and then put it on the bond, or I invest that money and then get returns and then pay the bond, which one is better there? Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, Thank you for that call. I think let's start with Patricia. Okay. Patricia, I think I can't really give full advice on the radio because I'd need to look at your full financial situation. It's one of the reasons we're saying let's all get ourselves certified financial planners Mm. to start looking at the major decisions and this is a major decision you're about to contemplate. Um, On paper I would definitely say if you can get out of the bond. We're going into a higher inflationary or higher interest cycle Mm. so the bond is starting to creep up again so it's definitely a good idea if you can to retire that debt but obviously we need to look at your holistic financial position in terms of of what are your other commitments? Do you have school fees? Do you have other debts or other things which you might be able to clear? Because if you have higher interest-bearing debt yeah. on top of the bond, you'd probably want to get rid of the higher interest-bearing debt before dealing with the bond. Yeah. But what I would suggest is you can catch me offline or we can, or you can call, look for a certified financial plan on fpi.co.za. Now, Moramuti, I definitely would like to say that, look... It, 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 home ownership is no different to buying a car in that the bank is lending you money. They don't yeah. lend you a car yeah. and they don't lend you a home. Right. You go and apply for an amount of money and it's for the purpose is yours to determine. The problem with the majority population, as Nati said, is that most people are already overcommitted. Remember mm. last week mm. I did speak about home before car. Right. The first thing people do when they're applying for their bond, they're already driving a German sedan, mm. which they're paying twice the amount they'll pay on a bond right. over five years. The bank automatically will red flag that and the bank will make it very difficult for you to get that bond. Mm. However, the bond is lending you money. They don't lend you a house. In fact, they are more uh, they are more accepting of a home because it goes on to their balance sheet as mm. an asset until mm. you pay it off. The house belongs to the bond. So I would say, look, Moramuti, what you would need to do probably is to find a mortgage broker. Yeah, There are these people who are mortgage brokers who specialize in shopping around the entire market to ensure that they can find you a place where you can qualify. Mm. Often a lot of us would get frustrated because we go to one or two banks and we say, no, this is not for us. If you're serious about looking for a home, go to a mortgage broker and I assure you, Maramuti, you will find somebody who can assist you. And if they can't, they tell you how to fix your your situation so that you can qualify. I think uh, what Muramutu is talking about, and I think I understand, is is the fact that when you are, you know, applying for a bond, the bank will ask you for 101 things and maybe not even disclose that at the end you're going to have to pay for lawyer's fees, you're going to have to pay for this, that, Mm. things that just creep out of nowhere and the exorbitant amounts that you don't have, you know, having to pay maybe 70,000 rands, Mm. for instance, for for lawyer's fees that you didn't even know were going to happen, you know, transfer costs Mm. and all of those kinds of things. I think that's what he's talking about when he says the difficulty then comes when you are trying to buy a home
home and these kinds yeah. of hurdles come along. Yes, Apelele. So definitely when you're applying for a bond, one thing you must realize is the days of getting 100% mortgages are gone. Usually now they'll ask you for a 10% deposit. Mm. So that's 10% of the value of the house. Plus they don't cover transfer costs, yeah. which normally are up to 5% of the value of the home. Mm. So for example, if you're buying something for 500,000 Rand, you will pay between 20 and 30,000 Rand in transfer costs. Yeah. So this is money you already need to have because the bank will not include that yeah. in part of your bond application. Mm. In some instances where you have very good credit, the bank will give you 100% or even 110 um, loan to value because they will also even give you some money to furnish the place because that's another big expense. That's a nice bank. Which bank is that? I want that bank. You need a good credit score. Remember, mm. we're talking Apelele. Let's look at our credit right. score. Yeah. Our credit record is a reflection of who we are. So if we do not conduct these store accounts well, if we do not conduct ourselves well financially, yeah. already all these banks have is that information. Mm. They don't mm. know us yeah. and that's all they see. So it's important that we look at our credit status and, and, and we manage that situation so that's that's that and jefferson he asked about building or buying uh lorica ngomalo as well tweeting asking the same thing which is the better option would you rather build would you rather buy okay. which makes more financial now, sense for many years buying was cheaper than building but i did re read a report about two three months ago which says now the cost of building and buying is pretty much the same the beauty of building yourself is that you customize the home. Mm. The sad part is that builders never keep their promises in terms <laughs> of costs mm. and often you have an mm. almost complete structure and the money runs out. So yeah. if you are going to build, you need to have a very good quantity surveyor and architect and pretty much a lot of guarantees in place that the house will be finished. Yeah. Um, but at this particular moment, they're saying that the cost of building and buying is, is the same, so it's really up to you. Yeah. But for many years, it was much cheaper to buy as opposed to build. But I guess it's also because properties have been falling in terms of prices. They mm. haven't really been appreciating. So the, 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 the cost of building has caught up with that as well. Um, if you are in a home, I think I'd also done uh, some quick calculations. Mm -hmm. One of the most important things, Apelele, is that you need to pay more than... We're going to get into that in just a moment. 0861987000. We have Max, who's calling from Kempton Park. A great question that he has for us. How are you doing, Max? I'm good and you, ma'am. How are you? Good, thank you. I'm good. I just need an advice from the guy there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you see, there was an auction that I, I had uh, last year. So now we did for that auction. I did for that auction. It was around August, June, June. And then till today, I'm still struggling to get the answers from them. What's happening? Okay. Because I, I send the emails and like, okay, what's happening in the auction? Because I read their contract, like uh, the auction will take close to three months before they get the answers, but that three months has passed and I'm struggling to get the answers. Mm. Okay. Whew, very important question because you think that it's the better option because you'll probably get the home for much cheaper otherwise than otherwise. Uh, so the, the issue of houses on auction, we're going to tackle that in just a moment. Thank you very, mu uh, very much uh, to Max for that question. Let's go to Diao. Diao calling us from Sasselberg. Welcome. Yeah, good afternoon. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Um, you know, this is a very interesting topic because, uh, you know, like uh, the guys in the studio saying it's easy to own a property. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm highly invested in properties. So the thing is, um, banks are not offering 100% bond these days. Yeah. You know, they would ask you 20% um, contribution mm. or even 30 for that matter. Mm. But now, the catch is here. If you go and buy a property, say, in a, in a complex, you are subjected to uh, levies. 
Yeah. You know, so the ownership of property becomes expensive in the long run. Mm -hmm. You're not only subjected to the bond, but they are written taxes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are also levies that come with, and those levies are, can actually escalate with, with time, depending on the body corporate who's running that property, um, yeah. that complex. Yeah. You know, so to, to a larger extent, it's, it's really not easy. And the properties are not funded over 20 years and 30 years any, anymore these days. Mm, you know, you find properties being funded over 15 years. Mm. Now, you don't get a prime, you get prime plus one, plus mm, two, mm. irrespective. Because mm. that market is a bit sticky. Yeah. You know, mm. so I, I, I really, really think a property ownership is quite expensive. Mm. Uh, looking in terms of to maintain it, to own it, yeah. to service it, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's why most people are actually moving into the rental space. So yeah. if you're a property investor, you have been owning properties for a while, you're in a good space because you'll always have a whole lot of people owning properties, mm. you know, mm, mm. Um, renting properties, so to speak. Thank you so, so much. To, 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 to own one, really, it's a bit expensive these days. Yeah, that's my, my contribution. Thank you so much, uh, Diao, calling from Sasselberg. Uh, does the difficulty depend on the area that you are looking to buy into? I think the difficulty depends on how much research you've done. And I do agree, Diao, that a lot of people get surprised as to the cost of actual home ownership because mm. there are a lot of hidden charges and a lot of hidden costs yeah. which go with owning a home. Mm. You need home insurance. Mm. If you have bought a sectional title in a complex, you're dealing with levies and the body corporate yeah. and pretty much everyone in that complex is, is forced to abide to the rules so mm. if they do a crazy levy increase you're tied to that and that's right. one of the frustrations which most people i have met in in sectional titles do find yeah um, but i think you need to do as much research as possible because it's like owning a car there are a lot of hidden expenses and you need to be prepared for those mm. again it goes down to it's a major financial decision yeah. speak to someone make sure that you have a buffer mm. to t accommodate any sudden increases or costs that come along. Yeah. And often that's why a lot of people say home ownership is difficult because electricity, for example, as Jonas has just gone up by quite a bit. Mm. And if you're a homeowner, you have to pay the city of Joburg their, their rates yeah. and they keep going up. Mm. And if you don't have a buffer, you soon find yourself in a squeeze in a situation where you're always behind on some of your costs. And then rental becomes an attractive option. Yeah. Also, when you're buying a home, when they give you that limit to say you qualify for six hundred thousand, it doesn't mean take six hundred thousand. You are supposed to actually probably take eighty percent of what they offer you ah. because you automatically create a buffer. Mm -hmm. Because if you take the maximum, that's actually them saying that's the most you can afford right now. Mm -hmm. So next week if rates go up, suddenly you can't afford it. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the things we need to start considering when we're going into home ownership in that let's stop dreaming of our first home being eight hundred thousand or a million rand. Yeah. Rather start lower down the ladder and 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 as you learn, and all, it's like anything, as you learn how to manage the home, you, you, you can basically then prepare yourself for the next home ownership. Yeah. And again, to all the listeners, it's your credit score. Mm. Your credit score speaks a whole of a lot about who you are. And that what's, that's what often determines how much you end up borrowing. And yeah. we had another comment. Um, Max, from auctioned Max. homes. 
Yes. He's saying he bought a home at an auction. Normally, they had said that within three months, it will be ready for transfer, and he's heard nothing. Mm. Um, I would say you need to t- take it up with the auctioneers or um, start seeking some legal advice because if you did sign an off- offer to purchase, mm. that's definitely a legal document which entitles you um, to that property. Yeah. What might be happening, just thinking about it, is that maybe the owners have challenged um, the repossession and auction, and that's what could be causing the delay. Mm-hmm. However, if you're looking for home, that's another uh, avenue you can consider. Myroof.coza. I think it's myroof.coza. All the banks are on there. Yeah. Repossessed properties. That's another way you can consider getting onto the property ladder. Yeah. Is, is it uh, advisable, though? Because uh, if, if Max's call is anything to go by, then, then maybe there are some kind of glitches and hurdles as far as that is concerned. I think Max's case would be more of of an exception as opposed to the norm. Normally, by the time it reaches auction, it's pretty much gone through all mm. the stages in terms of repossession of the property. Okay. Uh, and you spoke earlier, let me bring you back to that, uh, paying more uh, in terms of your bond to make sure that you settle it sooner? I think that's important. I think... It, when we do have bonds, we should. if we do have that buffer, you can try and pay a little bit more. Doing some quick calculations. Um, the other caller did say, yes, you don't get prime. Prime is 10.5%. Mm. But more, only the people with the best credit will get that rate. Most yeah. people are on plus one or plus two. Mm. So I did a calculation on prime plus one. If, for example, you are dreaming of that home, um, you buy a, your one million rand home. Um, what it's going to cost you is 10,600 over 20 years, which means you actually pay one and a half million rand in interest. Now, Oof. if, for example, you just decide to start paying an extra thousand rand, you'll pay off the property five years earlier and you save yourself half a million rand in terms of, of interest. Brilliant. If you pay an extra 2,000 on your million rand bond, you save yourself 682,000 rand in interest and you pay off the home in 92 months. That's, that's, that, that's huge. And then if you do an extra 3,000, you pay off the home 10 years earlier. That's 113 months earlier and you save 828,000 rand in interest. Wow. And for example, now, if you have reached that point where you're thinking, I've got the home million rand, should I buy a German sedan, which is 10,000 rand a month? If you don't buy that car and keep your old car and pay that 10,000 rand, you clear home in, you 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 save yourself 174 months of bond. Wow. Um, so essentially, when you're buying a home, remember that it's amortized, which mm-hmm. means that your your the house you the amount you borrow has an interest portion, and the interest portion is what you pay for the bulk of the first ten years of mm-hmm. your bond. Mm-hmm. So for the first ten years, you're not even paying off your house; you're just paying interest. So wow. that's why it's important to basically pay more because you reduce that interest portion and you actually start paying off the house much quicker. Brilliant. My goodness. Okay, very quickly, uh, a last question here is about uh, buying to rent out. Is it something that's recommendable? Uh, and, and what are some of the negatives that we can expect with that? I think buying to rent out is a great idea. However, the, the normal complaint of most landlords is tenants, that mm. sometimes you get tenants who don't look after your property right. or they stop paying rent and you haven't vetted them carefully. Mm. So it is a good investment idea in terms yeah. of generating income, but you need to do thorough due diligence in terms of who you lend out to because yeah. you do not want to end up in a sticky situation where you now have to cover for your tenant and you actually don't have those funds um, to pay. But it is 
part of an investment strategy, part yeah. of a holistic financial plan. Mm. Let's start speaking to the professionals getting help. Yeah. And I think also um, the, the big overriding theme today, which is people are saying that it's hard to own a, own a home. I say speak to the experts. Yeah, Go get yourself a mortgage broker and a mm. financial planner. Let them do the legwork for you. Because yeah. often when we fill in the forms, you miss out a number here, mm. you make a mistake there, suddenly it looks like you were being dishonest right. and suddenly your loan application is rejected on those grounds. But I assure you, home ownership is something that's a reality and it can be done. But also let's manage our expectations. People who want to follow your movements, get more advice from you, how can they do so? It's Ask Gerald, ask G-E-R-A-L-D dot C-O dot Z-A or our, what's it? At Mr. G-E-G-E-Z-O, at Mr. G-E-Z-O, Mr. Gizo. Lovely. Gerald Mwandiambira, who is Certified Financial Planner, talking to us about home ownership, mortgages, and all that good stuff. Very, very eye-opening conversation. Thank you so very much. It is 2 o'clock now. Time for your latest news. Mpose tole.